This is the Mason Vera Pain Show, your go-to lifestyle program, covering everything from technology and gaming to movies, TV shows, and pop culture to the supernatural and beyond. Brought to you from Chicago, USA, with your host, the unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Pain. A brick was thrown through the window of Alderman Lopez's home, and the act was caught on his ring doorbell. Now the 15th Ward Alderman, Raymond Lopez, wants to use the same technology to assist the Chicago police. Is expanding surveillance even a good idea? Alderman Lopez joins me to speak about this and how much support does he have behind this. Thanks for joining me, Alderman Lopez. Uh, My pleasure. Tell me, what do you think about ring cameras being in neighborhoods like this? Is this something that you think is beneficial to people or is it just like a novelty? No, I don't think it's a novelty at all. We've seen um, many examples where individual private security cameras have helped identify criminals after an event has taken place. What I hope that we can start doing in the city of Chicago is rather than wait for the aftermath of an event, that we start incorporating some of the ring and other uh, doorbell video technology in real time so that our officers can actually, in real time, see what's going on in a a particular block if there's some criminal event taking place. So how exactly would this expansion work? They would be seeing a live feed or they would just be getting a pre-recorded video on demand of this? Ring has, I believe, like 400 memorandums of understanding with various police departments across the city, as do a number of other doorbell technology providers. And what they do basically is if there's an event going on, a particular block. Let's say, for example, there's someone who is breaking into cars and uh, police have been notified through 911. OEMC at this point will be able to identify who has ring cameras on the block and send them a text message letting them know that there's an incident taking place on the block. Can we access your uh, doorbell camera? And if you text back yes, they would be able to basically activate it as part of the city's camera network to see where this individual is, what's going on, and where they're going. If, if the homeowner decides that it's not something that they want to allow, they would simply text back no, and that would be the end of it. Uh, but basically, it would help us to have more eyes on the ground in real time to assess what exactly is going on. You know, as somebody whose home was vandalized and whose office were vandalized, you know, having cameras is great, but oftentimes we see that the cameras are only accessed by the police post-event. You know, the detectives will come in an hour, a couple hours later or the next day to review what has transpired, uh, and they'll ask the neighbors for if they have cameras and, and recordings. But that'll be days after the event. You know, if we can use that technology in real time as the event's unfolding, we might be able to actually, one, arrest and bring to justice more of these criminals uh, quicker and better than what we're getting right now. Now, would you need to expand the police force for this, or is there something already in place that you could utilize? No, this would not be an expansion of the police force. Actually, in every district throughout the city of Chicago, we have those strategic rooms, the SDSC rooms that coordinate between shot spotter and video cameras and other, and other technologies that exist. We can incorporate all of this in what we have already existing throughout the district and at OEMC. This is just a matter of activating eyes in a very, in a real-time manner so that we can identify criminals on the block as crimes are happening. You know, in each district, 
We have individuals who monitor the cameras within each individual police district, as well as at OEMC where they monitor thousands of cameras across the city. And if we know there's a particular event that requires more eyes on the ground, you know, I'm sure we can use the existing technology that we have in those rooms and in, at OEMC to make this a reality. Now, is your proposal just for Chicago, or will this encompass all of Cook County? No, this proposal is just for Chicago. Chicago is the only outlier major city that has not signed on to a memorandum of understanding with doorbell video camera technology providers. And I think that with two and a half million people in our city and with crime continuing to be an issue throughout many of the 77 neighborhoods, finding a way to help put more eyes on the ground and to dissuade criminals from thinking that they have free reign in our neighborhoods has to be a priority for us. And I think that's what this ordinance allows us to do. So this isn't uncommon in other cities to access somebody's you know, surveillance system. It's not uncommon at all. And, and to be perfectly honest, we do it right now with a number of our business partners who have security cameras through what we call Operation Virtual Shield. And that allows OEMC and the Chicago Police Department to access private security cameras on various partnering businesses in order to expand our visual network in neighborhoods and see in real time what's going on in our communities. You know, I had proposed a couple years ago allowing for rebates for security cameras on residential properties to expand and allow for the same kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, more and more we're seeing that this video doorbell technology is prov- providing to be very beneficial locally. So, and it's cheaper than the standard, you know, security camera. So if this is a, a less expensive yet more reliable device to use, then I think we should incorporate that into the arsenal if people are willing to allow us access to them. Now, why would this upset the ACLU? Because if you're asking for permission, why would this be an invasion of privacy then? You know, I I understand the concerns of the ACLU that they're worried that accessing the doorbell, even with permission, might give us a view of something farther and wider than what normally would be considered accessible by some people. You know, their immediate reaction is to say that you know, in, in looking for a, a perp on a, on a block, the ring camera might allow us to look into someone's living room across the street. And while I appreciate their concern, the technology just isn't there yet to be able to see, see clearly that far away. This focus is directly in front of the house. We're not looking in people's bedroom windows as the ACLU tries to make it sound like. Um, and I think that, generally speaking, the ACLU has always been against any expansion of video technology and surveillance opportunities in any city, uh, including the city of Chicago. Unfortunately, you know, I think we have to strike a balance between civil liberties uh, as well as public safety. And I think that in asking permission and not just having carte blanche access to these cameras, technology and recordings gives us the cover we need to proceed without violating any civil rights of any individual in the city of Chicago. Now, it's kind of funny because I live in the suburbs, so and I used to live in the city, but not anymore. But the suburbs, we have our own little thing where we have our own Facebook groups. We join Ring apps, even if you don't have Ring. And we're constantly telling each other, hey, you know, it's 12, 18 a.m. Did you hear that? Was that gunfire or was that fireworks? Or, hey, watch out, everybody, there's a fire on this corner and that corner. Uh, Be careful. So we're already doing this. I don't see why 
<laughs> anybody would be a little bit upset that we would want to communicate more within the community that, hey, you know, things are happening. We need to help each other. You know, we've seen in, in many of those social media groups, that you, those neighborhood groups that you've mentioned, where people have already posted their ring, techno their ring videos onto these websites and in Facebook posts or social media posts. I think they're just concerned that the police will try to expand and use it without the permission of the individual. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that's just uh, a little bit of fear-mongering on behalf of the ACLU. We know how to use technology in a right and a wrong way. We're not looking to try and jeopardize the use of video technology in, in, in solving and preventing and dissuading criminals in our communities. And more and more, you know, as people become more familiar with technology, it will always be advancing at a far faster pace than the laws can keep up with. And I think that if we put the safeguards in place in advance, you know, we will be able to protect everyone, both in terms of their privacy as well as in terms of their property. And I can't help but get a little giggle because Chicago has the nation's largest largest surveillance system. <laughs> so I think the ACLU is a it's a little late <laughs> if they had complaints. We have the largest and most expansive and I think what they're concerned about as well is that while most of the time the city cameras are stationary, opening it up to almost half a million households just shows that the concept of us being afraid of having cameras in our communities that concept is dying out. And I think they just try to sometimes use these proposals to scare people into thinking that somehow Big Brother is going to be looking over everyone's shoulder. You know, whether you share your video with me, I share my video with you, or we share it with our entire neighborhood through a social media platform, we all know everyone has cameras. We all know everyone is connected. And we all are sharing to help keep our communities safe. And if we can do that in a coordinated effort with our police to ensure that our neighborhoods are catching these criminals, not just talking about them, but catching them, you know, the reliance on these cameras will change as more of these criminals wind up in jail or in front of a judge. So I think there's an added bonus that all of us recognize um, and see already. And this, this is just ensuring that we can take it to its natural conclusion. Now, I know your house was vandalized. People threw some bricks into your uh, window in your home. Were they captured? You know, in that incident, it took a few days, but we were able to identify the individuals we believe responsible, one of which has actually been arrested on a different charge. But we're also still working with the federal agencies, ATF and others, uh, on different charges. But, you know, in those instances, there were about two dozen sets of cameras that helped us identify who the individuals were, what path they took to get to my house, and what path they took to go home. Imagine if, if we had the ability that I'm proposing to access all of these cameras in real time. We might have been able to arrest them before they set my neighbor's garage on fire an hour later. But because we are just reactionary and waiting to get the information for the next week or so, we were not able to act in a way that might have prevented further vandalism and destruction that evening. And I think that is what this is all about. This is about being able to access things in real time so that we can catch people in the act, not simply trying to see what they do afterwards, like in a bad B-rated movie, and then hoping to catch them at some point later on down the road on the street. Are other aldermen supportive of this proposal? 
I know Alderman O'Shea is a co-sponsor, and uh, as well as Alderman David Moore, and a number of other aldermen, I believe, are considering joining on as well. There is no cost prohibition that stops the city of Chicago from engaging with these technology providers to access their cameras, and this helps us keep our citizens safe. So I, I think it's a, a, a welcome new option as far as city council goes, because this will not cost the city millions of dollars to implement. On the contrary, it'll cost us absolutely nothing other than just signing an agreement with them. Well, Alderman Lopez, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they find more information about you? Your listeners can visit any of my social media platforms or can visit me online at the15thward.org. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends.